0: You are now tuned in to DAR Media, and we are here for a big one tonight—the NFC East preview. DAR Sports Media next NFL pod. We got to- we got Tay, one of our main sports contributors in the house, always here for football. We have rejoining us one of the guys who dropped probably the iciest bar in DAA Sports Media history—the powerhouse. Eagle, he of the Dame Lillard Burial, is back in the house with us tonight talk a little bit of Eagles. And, of course, we have our most ballyhooed friend, writer for The Ringer, host of the South Congress podcast, regular contributor for Fightful. He is Seahawk Cam Hawkins. Thanks, everybody. Coming on in here for some NFC East talk. Hey, that was an intro intro. Get okay, Ready? I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Hey, utilize your minutes, right? All right. I think that, well, since only me and Tay were on the original Power Five, I'm thinking that all of us probably have the Eagles at or near the top of this division. What I wanted to start off with is something that's interesting and topical to D.A.R. Sports Media in that at first podcast, uh, yours truly and a bunch of guys agreed Called out the Washington commanders as my sleeper pick for this year as a team that's going to make the biggest rise from last year to this year for a number of reasons, football reasons that we're going to get into. But I wanted to start this podcast to diehard commander fans. I want you guys to give me try to It's it's a tough one because this has been years of pain and years of shame in some ways. We've talked about it a lot. And, you know, Cam, you know, we've been talking on Twitter for literally years, every step of the way. Like, oh my God, this is going to happen. Because I could not fucking wait for Dan Snyder to be gone either. A lot of the friends that I've made out here that I'm very close with are Commanders fans. Mm -hmm. I am a student of the game, I love the NFL films. I know what this fan base is like, and they have fucking deserved better for so fucking long. And it finally, finally happened. Give us your guys' perspective as such diehard lifelong fans of what this new era feels and means
1: to you. I said you got uh, it. Don't
2: let me don't let me take it from you. You got it.
1: Yeah, go All ahead. Tim. Right. Um it's it's refreshing. It is refreshing. Uh he was one of the worst owners in the NFL, I think Jim is a little worse, but um, yeah, it's pretty good. I'm going to I'm gonna go to a couple games this year, bought some jerseys. I'm more like into, like, I, I'm, I'm a big fan, but now I'm going to be even bigger. I'm going to go to more games now. I'm going to really show my support. That's why I know I went to the games because, I mean, like, it's kind of hard to be behind a guy like that, you know? He got too much say on the roster. Like, y- y'all know how he is. Um, Yeah, it's refreshing. It's like, new team. Like, the name change was new, but the new owner is really new. Like, it's it's like a full like, turnaround of the team now. So, I'm excited to see what's, what's to come.
2: Yeah, it's like, nobody wanted to come play there. You know what I mean? Like, I can't think of the last big free agent signing we've had. Like, like somehow, we've drafted pretty well along, like, the D-line, right? You get uh, a Terry McLaurin on offense. I think Dotson's gonna be good. Um, I think Robinson's gonna be good. I love um, and you know, uh, I don't know if you know, but uh what's my man's name? Who's our other running back uh from Memphis?
1: Antonio Gibson. Gibson. Antonio Gibson. Yeah. So
2: Gibson's mom went to high school with my mom and Chrome. You know what I mean? So like good local talent. You know what I mean? Like we've drafted pretty well. Um Chase Young along that line. I'll be Jerome Pain like. There's good pieces there, but we have not got a significant free agent to come play like in the back four. We haven't got a significant free agent. Um, And I I like I like Curtis Samuel. He's just never healthy. Right. There's never been a big splash or somebody who's like, hey, I want to go help this team win. A lot of that has to do with ownership. Right. People don't want to play under Dan Snyder. (laughs) They don't want to do that because. He's not putting money into facilities. You know what I mean? Like he's not putting money into equipment. He's not putting money into that stadium. He was one of those guys who owned a team to own a team and he would never be wrong because he owned the team, you know? So you look at a guy like, and I'm not familiar with all of the ownership, but everything Magic Johnson's a part of, like, I feel like it's going to be successful because he does not want his name attached to anything unsuccessful, you know? So yeah, there's, there's optimism, man. Um, like i I'm, I'm. I might sneak out to a couple of games, fly over a couple of states just to see what we got going on. So yeah, I'm I'm optimistic. I'm excited. Like a
0: veil has been lifted. All right, that's it's awesome perspective to get from you guys and uh again, it's it feels like it's been such a journey. It felt like something that was just could never happen and then step by step, god damn it, it did. Very excited. Um the NFC East. The Eagles still arguably probably the best record, uh, not record, the best roster possibly in the NFL, top to bottom. Yeah. Um, so I think most of us are going to have them number one. Unfortunately, when going through this, thinking about it today, I said, well, if the commanders are going to come up, somebody's going to have to go down. And that's why I have to start with the Giants at the bottom. Um, I don't necessarily have any, pro- I actually like some of their additions. Um, Sean Robinson coming over from the Lions is, is a solid piece to their defensive middle. Um, but I feel like a lot of game they won a lot, they won ugly a lot last year. I think Dable is phenomenal, probably a top five coach right now. He did amazing things, but everything about what happened last year screams overachiever and screams regression to the mean. So if the commanders are gonna come up, which I believe that they are, the giants are gonna have to come down. Uh so on to my sleeper team. I already talked about it a little bit on our Power 5 episode. Sneakily, a top five skill position group. You got Run TMC, Terry McLaurin. You got Curtis Samuel, awesome running catch guy. And then on um, when we were talking about it last time, I forgot about Jahan Dotson, who's an explosive playmaker over the middle, like a game breaker last year when he got was in the game. They're also three deep at running back, Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson, and the guy that drafted Chris Rodriguez, who was a beast at Kentucky. And again, solid offensive line as well. And again, the guy who I brought up last time, who I think is the bigger sleeper in all of this, Sam Howell, after his second to last year at UNC, was mock drafted in several places as a top 10 draft pick. UNC underachieved a little bit. He did not have bad numbers his last year. They underachieved a little bit as a team. He's still the all-time North Carolina leader in yardage and touchdowns. He's still top five in the ACC all-time in every passing category that you can think of. This guy is a fucking player. I don't know why so much interest was lost on him on one underachieving year. But now he's going to be out there. He looked decent. If they can get competency out of that quarterback position, it's going
1: to—they're
0: going to win a lot more games. It's going to lift them a whole hell of a lot. Another thing that they haven't had a long time is a creative, a strong uh, creative mind behind the scenes. And now they have Eric Bieniemy calling the plays and designing the offense, which is another huge, huge upgrade that I think is going way under the radar in this situation with the Commanders rising. Between the designing that offense and Sam Howell getting to play and show what he got, loaded skill positions, I'm telling you, I think the commanders are on their way up. How do you feel, Cam? Yeah,
2: I mean, if you watched last year, one thing about Taylor Heineke, he was going to keep you in the game. You does not necessarily mean the commanders. You means whoever's on that field. He would do something great and put us up by three, then do something stupid and we'd be down by four. You know what I mean? Like there was, it was wild watching him play because you just kept expecting a turnover or a mistake, right? But you say that to say, if Sam Howe, it's just like you put it, if he's competent, like if he doesn't make mistakes, I feel like they can really play winning football. Um, You know, Chase Young, it feels like he's finally healthy, right? And so you got a really tough D-line. Um, that is going to be able to stop the run in the middle, stop the pass. And, you know, as bad as Heineke was, we're maybe two or three plays from Washington making the playoffs and the Giants missing it in the two games that they played. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not one to like harp on bad calls, even though I got a college team who, did y'all know they didn't call a single holding penalty? Against any team Texas played the entire season.
3: <laughs> That's a wild Man. ass state.
2: Like, not one against anybody, but I digress. This is not a college football show. But you know, we got a bad call for what was it? Uh uh what did they call on Washington at the end of that Giants game? Wasn't it like uh, legal formation? Didn't call a whole I yeah, it was something ridiculous, right? But it's like yeah. okay these things happen but again two or three plays one game doesn't become a tie one game doesn't become a loss so Sam Howell you feel like he's going to protect the ball and he's going to be able to improvise you know um and he has McLaurin and he has Dotson and he has Samuel and Antonio Gibson's really good in the passing game so I feel like they can they can match up with the Giants I do not know if the Cowboys are weird because Dak's a year older, but I don't think any of us feel like that makes him a year better. Like he's not learning more things and getting more competent, right? Black I don't is know if who he C. is. Lambs a one. Like I don't know if he's a one. He's really good, but I don't know if he's a number one receiver because they got rid of uh, they got rid of Amari Cooper, thinking that they had a number one, and he did not prove to be a number one. You know, so. I I think realistically Washington can make the jump over New York and finish third. I I still think that Dallas is, is good enough to where they'd hold second. But yeah, man, I think, I think they can catch New York in that. I think everybody, uh, all the shows I did, they picked New York as fourth and like a, a clear fourth last year. Clearly they're a little better than that, but yeah, I think if Washington can, can like not turn the ball over, I think they're better than New York. I think they were better than them last year. It was just mistakes.
0: Didn't you guys? I, I could have sworn the Commanders beat the Cowboys in the second game. Right, we beat them in the yeah. last game. So I, I try
2: not to. I try not to put too much emphasis on that because they were already in the playoffs, and then Sam Howell something they didn't game plan for. So like, I don't the know. Cowboys I mean, can hang in there with them.
0: Are a soft ass team every single year, and the Commanders are the opposite they have a guy who came back from getting fucking shot running the ball hard as hell if we let Chris him Rodriguez run the, damn the ball, ball hard well, yeah.
2: damn tennessee game we went like you you got a guy back on the roster i, I don't mean the bogart the show my brothers we got a guy back on the roster fresh off of getting shot we got the ball at the two-yard line all you got to do is hand him the ball nope we're gonna let uh who's the eagles quarterback the- Carson Wentz. Yeah, we're gonna let Carson Wentz go out there and improvise, because that's work for anybody ever. You you know better than anybody. Like, is he had his time, and it was a wrap.
3: I got a Super Bowl out of his one good run. I'm happy with it. Everything. Hey, congratulations
2: have- on that, for sure. He, but he, so hey, listen, man, but no, nah, he done. He done. Twelve games he had. That was what he, he had. done.
0: Yeah. I say that to say, I, I think the Commanders gonna have the Cowboys number. I just think the Cowboys are going to beat enough other shitty teams to mm. probably win more games than them. Um, Because I'll tell you what, I, and I think I said this on the power five show too, um, being a, a diehard from birth died in the wool Niners fan. When we were going on that run late in the season, one of the games me and my buddy was the most concerned of was the commanders game. Because we're like, we see a lot of similarities in the commanders roster and mentality to the 49ers. Very dangerous, and also a team that the Cowboys do not have the chest hair to go in and fucking beat. Not gonna happen, I don't think. I think they're gonna beat up on the Cowboys. I just think the Cowboys will probably win more games. Tay, what's your take on your team, man? We already did a little
1: bit of it on Power Five, but if you got anything to add, um, yeah, I think people are sleeping on our, um, our defense. We, we drafted great on defense. I know yep. people would say we we reached in the first round, but, like, instead of taking Christian Gonzalez that corner, because that was our biggest need. Instead of taking Christian Gonzalez, we went more for team fit. Emmanuel Yep. Forrest, yep. they say he's skinny, he's too small, he's too this. But I think we, we didn't have any playmakers on defense. Like, that was our problem. We just got – you know, we didn't have any playmakers, and he's a playmaker, so – I like our traffic. We we got some safeties. We drive to the nickel corner. I think our secondary is pretty good too. Like, if everything goes well, we could be a top five defense. Like, was I was, absolutely,
2: everything goes well. A lot.
0: There were yeah. people after the Tyler Haneke playoff game season mm-hmm. that were like, "This is one of the going to be one of the great defenses next year." Yeah. And then there were some injuries and some things fell apart. But there's a lot of the same people are still on that defense with mm-hmm. some good draft additions. So I absolutely think they have the potential to be a top five defense.
1: Yeah, I, I I think the defense, I think the defense is gonna hold its own. And I think Sam Howe, he could be decent. Like I think I don't know if I remember Alex Smith. When we had Alex Smith, he was just getting us by winning us games. Mm. That's what Sam Howe needs to do. That's it. That's it. His okay. it's first year playing be like Alex Smith. Just get get us through the games. Get us through the games. Get us some wins. I, I think we can make the playoffs. I have us in the playoffs, actually. I mean, I it's, the a, it's a
0: perfect so. setup. Terry McLaurin is, is uh, in my opinion, a top five route runner in the league. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. going to be getting open. Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel are two of the best run-after-catch guys in the league. So you're going to be able to get them on gadget plays. Get Sam Howell's uh, confidence up in these games. Get him in a rhythm dumping it to those two guys, plus Antonio Gibson, if he ever gets on the field. I don't know if he fucks somebody's wife. I don't know what the deal is, why he never gets on the field. But <laughs> but it's perfectly, and with the enemy call, designing the offense, it's perfectly set up for a guy like Howell to slide right in there and, and put up some numbers and be comfortable. I love it. Eagle, yeah. as an Eagles fan, what are your thoughts on this team you guys are going to have to deal with?
3: So I've always been probably for the last, I want to say, five or six years, not necessarily high on the commanders, but always had like a healthy respect for them as far as how they play. Because that's a team that's always given us problems. Like everybody knows Howie Roseman does not value linebackers at all, which becomes an issue when you're playing a team that has Jordan Reed when he's not knocked out. This team, if Jordan Reed was healthy, this would be the perfect team for him to play on because there's nobody to focus on him. That's the team I'm worried about playing. Like, I could honestly see them sweeping us if we wasn't on our shit. I could see them sweeping the Cowboys, honestly, because like Tay said, that defense, nobody talks about that defense. Montez Sweat, Chase Young, you know, Emmanuel Forbes is nice. Like, he's a small dude. But his game tape in college, that dude can flat out play corner. Safety, like they're solid at every position, pretty much the same way the Eagles are. And when you play in a team like the Cowboys, you saw with A.J. Brown. He's not nearly as fast as Terry is. Trayvon Diggs will eat on a double move every single time if you give it to him. I see no reason why the commanders can't go out there both times and beat them by 14. I I just don't, because Dak is who he is at this point. Quarterbacks don't change. By the time you get to year four or five, a quarterback is who he is. Dak is who he is. He'll win you some games, but he ain't going, like, take a game. Dak don't take games. If your defense playing good enough and the offense getting to a rhythm and they can go up 14, 17 points, he'll hold it off. They don't really blow leads. But if they're down 14, you might as well lock that up. Go ahead and sit down. So... The commanders, I would say, is the team that I'm worried about from an objective standpoint. From a talent standpoint, you kind of obviously have to worry about the Cowboys because that just is what it is. But objectively, I think the commanders would be the team that I was worried about.
0: Absolutely. Um, speaking of which, we can do switch up to. So do as everybody here not have had show of hands? We all got the Eagles at the top of the division. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Of uh peagle on the on the power five you know me and tay talked about it a little bit but we'll go around um my biggest thing was i know you guys got blue chips in every spot to fill in all these for all these guys that left huge addition in deandre swift i think they're gonna have the off the defense is just twisted up every fucking which way uh another year of Hertz getting comfortable in the system um should be this third year of the same oc right
3: Yeah. First time he's had multiple years with the same dude.
0: So I brought it up during the power five. There is a thing that's a known quantifiable statistical bump that you use in fantasy football is the third year jump third year in a system. Most players are when they really hit their stride. So we probably haven't even seen the best out of Hertz yet. And that dude put on, you know, a Vince young esque performance, Uh, a Vince young Rose bowl esque performance in the super bowl. I can't fucking wait to see what's next for him. Um, I like the, the, the guys you have filling in for the, for the interior. I hope Cam Jurgens gets some run this year uh, with the departure of Sam Malo. Um, my biggest thing was I got to see it. I got to see these guys fill in and step in. I love me some Nicobe Dean. I love Jordan Davis. Uh, I loved uh, Jamal. What's the guy's name? The draft. I, well, I always forget his name. The draft pick. You guys, uh, Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter. Uh, you know, a lot of people said he was the most talented player in the class this year. Um, and then Nolan Smith off the edge. I got to see it. That's that's my whole thing. I get it. They're blue chip prospects. Everybody comes out of that program pretty solid. Y'all got a Northeast SEC team up here. I got to see it.
3: How do you feel about it? No, that's totally fair. I mean, as somebody who lived through the dream team era, which if you were <laughs> any, any level of objective about that team, and I – kind of pride myself on being one of the few Eagles fans that can actually take a step back and go, nah, I'm I'm a chill. You know, that team was never, ever what they said it was. It just wasn't. Like Jason Babin was not the answer. He was nice, you know, in his previous spots, but he was never the answer. Um, But this team, I think, with the combination of veteran talent at positions of depth, I think that's the key thing. You're not expecting the young dudes to come right in and get busy because Jordan Davis is still young, but he's second year in you putting him next to Fletcher Cox. So you got that veteran next to him. you got Brandon Graham, Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, all next to Nolan Smith. He Nolan Smith does not have to come in and be a 10 sack guy immediately. If you get four sacks out of Nolan Smith and some solid pressure throughout the year, that's a successful rookie year. My issue with the team is two things one the fact that we like i said before we don't value linebacker and i consider that a very important position especially in this era of the league where tight ends are fucking weapons and you can't go nickel on tight ends all the time you have to have a linebacker that can cover it also helps in the run game which we got our asses kicked in pretty much all year last year um my other issue is that As much as everyone talks about Sean Desai being a very intelligent coach, which I'm sure he might be, I've seen a little bit of what he did in Seattle. It looked cool. He basically runs the same system that Gannon did. And I was on Gannon's head all last year. I told people for months that he was a terrible defensive coordinator. His system is trash. He was totally and completely covered up by the fact that we had absolute monsters on the defensive line, which obviously helped the all pro level corners that we had on the back end. So when I look at this team, I go, The talent's there. The coaching is most likely there. The issue is, does everybody come in understanding that there's still a short window? Yes, you have a 25-year-old, you know, possibly all-pro-level quarterback locked up on a long-term deal, but this shit can go south quick. I mean, Seattle didn't do much. They got one out of it, and they should have probably gotten three or four. (laughs) <laughs> but all it takes is one thing to to go to hell, and then that window snaps shut in the NFL. So is everybody coming in understanding? We probably only got a good three or four years, and I would hope that, like I said, with the veteran talent we got, that that's the case. Everybody locks in. Um, but like you said, I mean, I'll I'll say it, even though I'm biased as hell. I got to see it, and. I would be way more on edge, crazy Eagles fan if they hadn't already won a Super Bowl. I got what I wanted. I could probably die tomorrow and I'd be okay. I saw a Super Bowl, I'm happy. Um, but just looking at it now and just being able to step back and look at it objectively as a football fan, I expect them to win the entire NFC again. Um, but it's really going to come down to how that defense plays. I I have no fear in the offense. I think Jalen has, has that, that work ethic and that talent that's going to carry him. Like, a a lot of the way he talks, a lot of the way he carries himself is very Kobe-like, and I feel like that's something that you can trust if somebody genuinely has that, and I think he does. Um, Obviously, he's got weapons out the ass, so he'll be all right there. But that defense is going to be the thing where if we win 12 to 13 games, it's going to be because they showed up. If we have a shitty season and only win nine games, it's it's going to be because they didn't. What do you think, Tay? Eagles. Um,
1: I think the Eagles can. Um, I I the Eagles going pretty far in the playoffs. I think they'll win fourteen games. I think that's reasonable considering, uh, you know, weak NFC and whatnot. But me personally, um, I'm, I'm kind of I'm sold on some young players. Like, I'm not really like a, I gotta see it with everyone. Like I think, like I know Jalen Carr is gonna be good. Like I, I, I'm like that. It depends on who you are as a prospect. I, I don't know. I know Nolan Smith is gonna be good. Like I, that's how I feel. Um, and I think that four to five window you were saying, that's a large window. That's a lot of years, though. Four to five, um, four to five years. It, it, that's a lot.
3: That's a a big window for a team with a great quarterback.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the way.
3: Yeah, we already signed him, and he's clearly shown that he's going to improve, and he has the talent to carry an offense. So it's like even with Mahomes, you probably got – well, I mean, with him, it's probably six to seven. But a great quarterback will give you four to five. A crazy great quarterback like Mahomes will give you six to seven. And then you've got to do like Russell Wilson to probably only give you like three, maybe four before you start to see the fall off yeah
2: yeah, yeah um oh you got it by fault
1: yeah i I I don't know I don't really I can't really find too many holes in this team honestly I mean if I do I feel like I'd be nitpicking like I think linebacker I think the d line is so great I think the pass rush is so great the corners are great I think that the linebacker I don't think it's a big deal like you know I, if if the Kobe Dean is decent and you have no holes in your team, honestly. But yeah, I, I think the Eagles are gonna be a pretty good team, though. That De- they're gonna get that first round bye in the playoffs. So I, I definitely see that. So
4: yeah.
2: Pam, Eagles. Yeah, I mean, it was difficult. Like I one, I do feel like they're gonna win the, the NFC East. Um, I think the thing about Jalen Hurts is like he doesn't make bad decisions, and that's a team that is damn near impossible to stop in short yardage. And most of the game is short yardage at this point. Like third and three, fourth and two, tight end is going to get behind Jalen Hurts and whatever yards he doesn't get, he's going to push him in the ass and they're going to win it. Like they're going to win that down. And it was so impressive to see last year because it was almost like playing somebody in Madden who doesn't respect like the rules of regular football, but you can't stop them. (laughs) There's nothing you can do. If they same play, same yard, play. he's like he's too big and for whatever whatever he lacks the guy behind him pushing him is going to give him what he needs like it, it's such an unstoppable offense because again like he's not gonna have you in third and 15 third and 10 he's gonna have you third and three he's gonna have you fourth and one and a half and they're confident enough to push that and they trust their defense enough to when it doesn't work they're not gonna give up a whole bunch of touchdowns um Great decision maker. And I think the thing that's really good about him, Jalen Hurts is, is of course, one of the, you know, top 2% of fastest people in the world. But he's not like wide receiver fast. There are quarterbacks. He's not Lamar Jackson fast. But what he's going to do is he's going to run in a straight line and put his shoulder down in a way that nobody can stop him. Like he's very impressive, but he's not reckless with it like, you know, like a Mike Vick would be. Like, he's confident in his running, but he's also safe in it. It's so fun to watch. Um, My biggest thing is this, and we brought it up. We brought up the Seahawks. That's the last NFC team to repeat in the Super Bowl, right? Like, to go to the game twice in a row?
3: Yeah, I believe so, Okay,
2: yeah. And so when you look at them, like, I don't even – it would be unfair to Russell Wilson to say that Jalen Hurts is better than him at this time. You know what I mean? Like there were constraints, and the offense was built nah. a certain way, and all kinds of stuff. Right when but, the
0: Seahawks were going to the Super Bowl, I think I don't know if Russell Wilson was as good of a player as Jalen Hurts
2: is now. But but my, my thing is like he wasn't asked to do as much because true, true. absolutely they were so stacked up on the back end. They had the Legion of Boom. They had a Bobby Wagner. Like it was it was there was nothing you could do with those guys defensively, right? He needed to be competent and make plays sometimes. Um, but even a team like that, you know, all it takes is a couple of injuries and, you know, Tom Brady decided I'm going to step up in the pocket that, you know, what could have been a dynasty ended up becoming a one and done. And so since teams don't repeat, it's hard to point out what doesn't work. It's easier to say, sometimes things just don't work, you know? So I definitely, they're the best in the division, top to bottom. They have, I think, the best quarterback. I think they have the the best running back room. I think they have the best one and two receivers. Um, They definitely have the best D-line. They have the best back end. The only thing is like the linebacker core, but are we really talking about a linebacker core or are we talking about Michael Parsons and whoever's next to him? You know what I mean? Like in every position, they're better than everybody um, but we we've seen that at other levels not work so yeah, I, injuries aside if there are no major injuries I think they definitely win the division if for no other reason than, not only are they really really good at every position but they have a quarterback who is confident and competent um, I think Daniel Jones is really competent I don't think he's that good um, you know like we don't know about Sam Howe I think Dak is really talented I don't think he has a lot of confidence. And so, you know, I think that there's the only flaw in the Eagles is life. <laughs> life sometimes takes a turn, but yeah, I, I, there's no metric to tell me that they shouldn't win the division because they're better than everybody at everything.
0: They just, they just come at you in waves, man. That's why I would always say about, about the Niners is, you know, if, if, Debo isn't doing his thing, then Kittle will be there. If they're both out, then Ayuk's going to do something. If they're not, then CMC's taking over the game. That's the same thing with the Eagles. If Hurts is not getting the, running the ball, Swift is going to be there. If if A.J. Brown isn't going over the top, then Devonta Smith's going to be tearing you up. If neither one of them, then Dallas Gardner's going to be there. It's just so many things have to fail in the same day for them to be in a precarious position, and that's what makes it so tough and makes them – so damn good. You guys all mentioned something, uh, alluded to something a little bit. So I wonder if we're going to get a little bit bold here. Some people said it in the top five episode. NFC East champs, yeah. Are they going to be the number one seed in the in the NFC? Peagle yeah. <laughs> I don't see. Any, I don't
3: see any reason they wouldn't be. Um, other, oh, than... you don't.
0: I get, we'll find out. We're gonna find out, and very shortly no, before a, Week I'm Five, because the Niners are coming to town. I'm gonna get there. God I'm damn it! All right.
3: <laughs> Other than the Niners, obviously, Um, just because of that offense, I would prefer to see Brock Purdy starting than Trey Lance because yes, I think would. I think giving <laughs> Trey Lance a year one to get healthy and two to get his legs up under a Kyle Shanahan offense with his running ability and Christian McCaffrey out there with D. like that's, that's a problem to me, which again would speak to our lack of linebackers other than the I'm a big N'Kobe fan, but the other two, like we need help. Um, So I I got fingers crossed for Purdy out there again, hoping that Kyle decides to block him with a backup tight end again. Well, I think you're going to be in luck, unfortunately, as much as it fucking (laughs) kills me. But, yeah, absent of the 49ers, I, I don't see any other reason the Eagles aren't the number one seed in that, that conference. Tay, you said with, with great confidence.
1: Yeah. Yes. The Eagles gonna like, how they ran through all the teams last year, like, they're going to they do it again. I don't see why not. I think they're better than last year. They'll do it again. I I don't know. They're just – they just win too many games. The 49ers will be close, but I think the, I think the uh, Eagles just going pretty much run through the schedule like last year, uh, just being honest.
0: Pam, number
2: one seed in the NFC, Eagles? Let's talk about how bad the NFC South is for a second. Um, <laughs> you're lucky that we don't have <laughs> Deep Palm on here. Right? He's coming. Like, that. that's... Tom Brady not being there, like Tom Brady was ninety two years old, but he was still Tom Brady. But and they weren't any good last year, like even with him. That is a bad division. Um, I mean, we I talked mean, about
0: how shockingly, in any other year, this wouldn't be the case, but like the Saints are kind of a sleeper coming out of that yeah, division seriously. because just man. by yeah. default.
2: Yeah, those guys played together before, right? Like <laughs> they <laughs> might they might have something, but man, um, I, I have no faith in Kirk Cousins as a as a an entity. Um, and that's from being a Washington man for so long. So, yeah. So, you yeah. feel me. Um, mm, yeah. Ent- I just, entity. <laughs> you know, they, 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 they got rid of Dalvin Cook. Um, Justin Jefferson's absolutely going to get numbers, but it's just not a team I have any faith in because I I don't – Kirk Cousins is not a winner. He's he's a stat pattern, you know. I don't trust him when the game's on the line. So- Kirk Cousins
3: is James Harden. <sighs>
2: But and j- y- yes, but at least James Harden is like a glitch, you know what I mean? Like at least he manipulated the game in a way that was interesting. Kirk Cousins is like he plays in a live ball era to where like Andy's on turf, and he is the best receiver in the game, but he just he can't he
3: make just, it happen.
2: But um, well, one one of the best. I apologize. But um, yeah, it, it's the 49ers are of course gonna be good, but I think people finally got game tape on Brock Purdy, and so we're going to see some adjustments. Um, on him will they be good of course can they be as good as they were I mean you know there's still Debo there's Ayub, there's Kittle and then like Christian McCaffrey or flip that around like they, they are a very talented offense um, but I like the Eagles still I like the Eagles still because who who won their divisions last year it was it was of course them it was the Vikings it was Tampa Bay and it was the 49ers right yep at worst i see them going 2 and 1 against those teams at worst 2 and 1 maybe 3 and 0 i don't really see anybody else that's going to touch them if they're healthy so yeah i think they they lock up the one seed um and if not the one the two just barely absolutely i well
0: i mean i ranked them above in the power rankings I can't help but say I, I I suppose I agree um really on that last point that you have um obviously Purdy was was uh, a supernova for those for those seven games but to to say that, that that the Eagles don't easily have the more established quarterback would be insane um and it looks like Purdy like I said much to my chagrin is gonna be the day one I let me be clear for anybody who's listening don't get pissed. I love me some Brock Purdy. I'm just extremely disappointed that we're not going to get to give our extremely dynamic rocket armed number three overall pick a fucking chance, um, especially since he's having the best camp out of all the quarterbacks. Um, but yeah, I think I agree. NFC East and also the NFC number one Eagles. Um, I'll cut this part out if you guys don't want to do it. We got a little bit of time. Uh, Tay, Peagle, do you guys do any uh, any college football? I do a little bit mostly Big Ten because I'm a Badgers fan oh well I mean conference is what we're going to discuss because I know Cam's a big college football guy a little bit of bonus content here for everybody football wise uh what the fuck about this conference realignment craziness um the Pac-12 like is a is a is a glamour conference and it looks like it doesn't fucking exist anymore um Apple deal came, it went. It was like a self-fulfilling thing that kept on happening. Um they couldn't get a TV deal. Uh, they couldn't get a TV deal because they're losing schools, and they were losing schools because they couldn't get a TV deal. Um, what do you guys, what's your guys' take on all this fucking insane conference realignment? Are you ready for some for some Oregon, USC, UCLA, Ohio State matchups, Peagle?
3: So the the biggest thing with all these realignments is that despite the fact that, that streaming and TV has made it easier to be visible, the biggest conferences still get that big money. Big Big Ten, SEC, they're still getting that big money. So the kids are still going there. And then these colleges are looking at the transfer portal and they're going, We're fucked. Cause they're just gonna they're just gonna go to Ohio State. They're gonna go to Alabama. They're going to go to Wisconsin. Wisconsin is picking dudes up out the transfer portal. Fortunately, it's because we actually have a coach that knows how to recruit and Luke Fickle. Finally, we get some halfway decent players. We actually have a quarterback. But the transfer portal and the way these bigger conferences have their TV deals set up is basically what's going to end up killing college football in that way. I like the transfer portal from the standpoint it gives these kids freedom because they want to keep the kids broke. So you know, fuck the NCAA from that standpoint. You fuck them. Man. But what we know of college football, what we grew up on for college football, where matchups mattered, the rivalries mattered, that shit is dead. Like, unless it's one of the big ones, you know, Alabama, Auburn, Ohio State, Michigan, unless it's something like that, this shit that shit is over. It's it's about as centralized as it can get now. And I don't know what it's going to look like in the next five years where we're basically just watching college football to watch college football and the games don't matter until you get to the championships, but I'm hoping it doesn't go that way. Cause I still I think enjoy it's watching not it
2: quite
0: there yet. Well, and and, and these formation of these super conferences kind of almost help with that because you have all of these big name programs all are going to have to play each other now every single year. And only so many of them are going to be able to get in. But it, you're right about the, the way college football is changing in that it's these it's just big conferences trying to get big media rights deals now that are worth the most money. And you have the haves and you have the have-nots. And people are saying, oh, well, this is basically minor league NFL. That's what they want. They want to try and follow the NFL uh, model to get the most money because the NFL makes fucking crazy money. That is what they're trying to do. It's been amateur NFL for quite some time already. Anyways, this has just completely moved the rest of the semblance out. I'm going to move to Cam because it's actually UT's fault for kicking all of this off. I'm going to go and forget Oklahoma was a part of it. We're just going to blame UT for moving over to the SEC. (laughs) What do you think of UT's move to the SEC? Which, by the way, I know Longhorn's back is like this, this thing that people say, but like, That could get very, very dangerous, very serious, very fucking quickly. Texas and the goddamn SEC, we could have – the rest of the nation could have a fucking problem on their hands with that combination. What do you think of this UT, SEC, and the seismic movements and conference realignment college football?
2: I mean, Texas-Bama was one of the best games of the year last year. Um, Texas has never been a school that lacks for talent. Um, It's always been coaching – like, applying the talent especially in the last, you know, 15 years or so. So I I don't really think of the move in that. Like, I'm not one of those people who like swears by the SEC, Um, you know, good teams are good teams wherever they belong. Like I'll stay up and watch a Pac-10 game. I love big 12 or big 10 Ohio state kickoffs at 11 AM over here on Fox. I love that. Um, You know, I love a Saturday night watching Georgia or Bama or LSU so it's all about how it comes together. I mean, I think that it's going to help with recruiting in the sense of I'm if I can't play on these teams, I don't want to be third on the depth chart to a bunch of five-star guys. I can go to a Texas. I can go to an OU I can go to an a and I can go to a Florida. And so I think it is going to help a little bit in mixing up the talent as it goes, but like, I don't know. I'm not flattered. You know what I mean? Like I'm not excited to play in the sec. It's cool. It's what I think is going to happen is this. They're going to have to expand the playoff and expanding the playoff is dumb, but they're going to have to expand the playoff because there's a good chance. Like if they say these are the top eight teams in the nation at the end of a season, there's a good chance it's going to be Ohio state, Michigan, USC, and five sec teams. You know, and they're going to be two loss or three loss teams, but the eye test is going to tell the people who get to vote in these things. These are the best teams. You know what I mean? So what's it going to do? You put five teams from one conference in a playoff. Guess what? Those TV rights keep going up because we got the best talent and it's clear. So we got to keep seeing them it's all a money game and it's always all been a money game. And I get that you'd like to see capitalism slow down just a little bit though. Like <laughs> it's, 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 it's crazy. Like I like the big 12 as it is. Um, You know, I got friends who went to all the big 12 schools and I got friends who went to TCU. I got friends who went to Baylor, Um, you know, why, while, while I was at Texas and you know, like that was a part of the charm in that we see each other on Saturdays, whether I'm going to Dallas or Waco or they're coming here and it kind of plays into, you know, the entire experience of being from Texas or Oklahoma or the surrounding areas. And so, like, we're going to lose some of that. We're going to lose some of that. But, you know, the people, like the regents and the superintendents and the athletic directors are not interested in tradition. They are interested in money. And so, I mean, yes. I'm going to watch. I'm going to go to the games. I'm not going to be happy about it. I'm not going to feel away, but it's cool.
0: Okay. Gotta um, take a hot take. We haven't really had a hot
1: take on nah, this one yet. I couldn't. you know, I didn't think y'all would be that high on the commander. So yeah,
3: he was really good. I did it. I did. it. <laughs> said, but, "I take yeah. my win."
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. I actually, I like this. I like, I like the whole idea of the these super conferences because with with these super conferences are gonna come a bigger playoff. I want a bigger play. I don't think. I don't like the four game. I don't like that. I, to be honest, I think eight. I think eight's a good number.
0: Well, they're going that, to uh, they're going to twelve in twenty. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I know. Yeah, I know. Which that, is the
0: stepping stone to the sixteen. I just, yeah. <laughs> right. I, I, I personally, think, I thought eight or even seven with a buy was mm, the way yeah. to fucking go because you could expand it but still maintain the the how badass the college football regular season is. But mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah, and I mean. I like this. I like the Super Conferences also because it gets. It's gonna remove teams like TCU, getting embarrassed on national TV. Like, if you think about who they play, who did they really play? Like to get there, like I don't. They they just didn't really impress me the whole season. I was like, I was waiting for them to lose, waiting for them to lose. They didn't lose. They got blown out on national TV. So I think that the Super Conferences you're going to have to, like, show that you, you belong. That I, That's why I like it. And about five SEC teams on there, I mean, I don't know how the playoff is going to work. I think they should take one, they should automatically take the best team from each power five and then fill it in from then. But, I mean, I don't know. I just, I like it pretty much for uh, competitive reasons. It's like, like, about TCU, like, I don't think, I don't know. Like, I don't think Michigan was all that good. Either. Like, it's just, it's always some teams I just don't like in, uh, in the college football playoffs. So, if you make it bigger, it's, it's okay to have some bad teams. And that, okay, more are, more opportunity teams,
0: for those teams to get exposed, yeah.
1: Yeah, but if it's four teams, I need those four teams to be the best four teams. Not two of them good. Other two should be out the top 25. They had a harder schedule. Like, I, I, I like a bigger playoff, so. You can have some bad teams in there, so that's that's. I, I'm a fan of the 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 super conferences.
0: Well, this has felt like a, a super conference this evening. Before we sign off, thank you, everybody, for rolling on here. You guys, got anything uh, you've no- noticed in the last week or so since we've been here in the NFL? It's been pretty quiet because mm-hmm. the training camp's open. But if you have final thoughts or
1: a final dig, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I do. I, yeah, all yeah, I right, well, hot takes. Uh no no it's not how hot take I'm just it's Justin I keep seeing Justin Ross every time I go on Twitter like <laughs> he better he better be a top ten receiver that's all I gotta say I was a fan in college but the way I see him on Twitter he better be a top ten receiver he has skill for it but I need to see it as much as I see him on Twitter like it needs to match his performance that's that's all I gotta say
3: Eagle. all right so. Tay did bring up a very good point um I have been a little too positive about the commanders so we get to this point was it t- I think it was today it might have been it might have been yesterday but I'm pretty sure it was today Ron Rivera basically gets out here publicly saying the players are coming to me complaining about Eric and coaching too hard and being oh a little gosh. yeah this fucking- a little mean to them if there's anything that's going to cause the commanders to shit, shit the bed. It's that. Because why is your head coach coming out here publicly? Talking about saying, that. What the fuck? My players are coming to me going, hey, you need to talk to your boy. Like, first of all, what grown men can't handle a little hard coaching? Second like, of all,
0: who'd you think you were getting with the enemy? Because that's not fucking new.
3: Yeah, this is like this ain't thing. You saw him screaming at
0: fucking Patrick Mahomes. You saw him like, screaming at Michael Jordan and football pads. Like, he's man, not going to scream like, at you look, guys.
3: I'm screaming at Patrick Mahomes. I'm damn sure going to scream at you. (laughs) That man got two Super Bowls. Also, if I'm being to me, I'm walking in there going, hey, I got two Super Bowls. I kind of know what I'm talking about. Shut the fuck up. Stop whining. I mean, shit, I was getting cussed out by my coach as a kid. Nobody got mad. Parents wasn't called. Nobody was trying to fight. That just is what it. That's just how football works. You get hard. You get coached hard. That is what it is. Nick Sirianni got on Jalen Hurts for being lazy on a, a practice play. You know what Jalen did? He went my bad. Dude went old school and went on the sideline did some push ups. Like that just is what it is. That comes with the package. When you got grown ass men going to the principal's office talking about the teacher being mean to me, like <laughs> I, that that sound like a group of bitch ass niggas. I hope they play well, but. Man, if you if you already that mentally weak going into training camp, somebody hit you in the mouth one time, you're gonna be crying for your mama.
0: Be almost as bad as the Cowboys. Right?
3: Damn. Listen,
0: <laughs> man. Any final NFL thoughts or college thoughts?
2: I got a favorite NFL player for the last 15 or so years. Watching him play his position is like until somebody else came along recently, it was like nothing I've never seen. Um, I, I thought that. I didn't get to see like CC Steve Young. I was too, too young to see Steve Young really get to it. Um, I saw John Elway like late in the game, right? Michael Vick didn't really have it all together as exciting as he was, but Aaron Rodgers could do everything. Pinpoint throws, could run the ball, was just in charge of, of, of everything. He was a He was a master of his position. Listen. If Aaron Rodgers don't get them boys to the playoffs, it is going to change his legacy in its entirety. He is going to be regular season man. And there's nothing wrong with being regular season man. But even Peyton Manning, the ghost of Peyton Manning, did enough to, to one, stave off Brock Osweiler, and two, to win a Super Bowl. So he's got two. If Aaron Rodgers don't, if they don't get, matter of fact, they can't just make the playoffs. They probably got to be a top three seed. But if they don't like do something in the postseason, the way that they're gassing him, and again, this is my—he used to be a bunch of my passwords to log into stuff. Favorite player, favorite athlete. It was Aaron Rodgers because he's Aaron Rodgers. He's amazing, guys. I don't, I don't believe the things they're saying on Hard Knocks because I've never believed Hard Knocks until Detroit. I tell you what, I believe them boys. Like. I believe that they were. I love Dan he, Campbell. He, like Dan, yeah, Dan Campbell. I love Dan He's Campbell. That, that's that's my kind of white guy.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right.
2: Like he gets to it. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. I, they're they're so enamored with him and and his throws and none of it's live, man. And, and we saw like he can lose interest so fast that. All it's going to take, man, a couple of drops, a couple of misplays on defense. I just, I, I don't trust him as a personality, like psychologically, if things go wrong for him to keep it up. Because I, I just feel like he checked out a bunch last season. It's going to weigh on him a lot if he is given what he wants and does not execute. So I'm going to be watching all them games, man. And in New York, I, I, I wish I could get a newspaper every day. To see what they say about him Mondays and Fridays after Thursday games. It is going to be a ride.
3: We're going to be real close to the tweets going, uh, Aaron Rodgers' family was right. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. I can't wait. Yeah, man. <laughs>
0: it was right. Well, uh, I I think I've told you this before, or I've been part of a tweet conversation about it together. Uh, I played Aaron Rodgers in high school. He did something. And he did not lose interest in that fucking game because his team (laughs) torched our fucking team um it's actually a rival school i fucking hate them fuck you pleasant valley um plugs peagle got your game podcast
2: tell us what you guys got going on uh,
3: Eclipse theory games podcast follow us on twitter at eclipse theory right now we just released our uh, most recent episode on monday it is uh ironically enough us drafting video game characters into football positions. Eleven on offense, eleven on defense, one kicker. Um, me and Kendall yeah. both picked our teams. Uh, the whole thing set up. We even gave reasons for our picks. We got a poll going right now until Saturday. If you watch the episode, and you should watch the episode because it's fucking hilarious and fun. Uh, hit that poll up. Vote for my team, the Kelly Green Mean Machine. Don't vote for Kendall's team. I'm not about to lose to a man that picked Wario's short ass as a cornerback. So uh yeah. <laughs> Clips theory games podcast. Follow us at Eclipse Theory on Twitter, Theory on Instagram.
0: Wario would seem to me more like a more like a box safety, like a like a crafty, nasty motherfucker. Hey, told round he's a total dude. Rounded, that was an and a little, bit pick, short. But... A little yeah. round and a little short to be out there doing uh press too. Uh, on like AJ Brown or somebody that's that's kind of tough. Tay, you got anything going on outside of DAR sports? You're just riding with us, bud. Uh, nah,
4: that's right.
0: God damn it, it's all you need. So, we need you, Cam.
2: roll out the scroll? What do you got? What do you got going on? So, it's a lot going on right now. Um, probably the coolest new thing. Um, I got an advanced copy of the video game WrestleQuest, it's a a wrestling RPG. It's coming Fuck yeah. Yeah, so I'm um I'm I'm doing like my first video game review. I've never like done one before, um. So expect that probably in the next week and a half or so. I want to get that out before the game drops. Um, got some some stuff coming up. Uh, hopefully with the Ringer, end of the month for All In. Um, I got a new show. Uh, I'm doing with my man Rob at Fightful. It's gonna be a monthly show. Premieres on August the twenty seventh um so that that's gonna be really cool um it couldn't lock me into every week because i got so much stuff going on i was like no we can do a monthly show that'll be fun I knew this nigga. to kind of go over like i knew this nigga. <laughs> oh hey what's up guy um
4: i knew truth this here nigga. i knew this nigga was a fight nigga i said this it's crazy before. right i said it i i, I seen it coming
2: it was. Hey, listen, man. It's those things aren't related. It's crazy. Um, they've been good to me as far as like the writing goes. Because um, they'll typically take a project. Because uh, like a smaller project, they'll kind of roll with it. Um, but yeah, Rob has been wanting to do something for a while. He's been looking to do his own show. I was like, yeah, I'll tag along. There's no problem. So we're gonna do that. Um, outside of that, uh, yeah, Cam tackles Twitch. Um, we're trying to make that go probably every Thursday night tomorrow night twitch.tv slash seahawk we are going to be covering the battle of atlantis in montgomery alabama i can't wait all all the videos all the angles it's gonna be so fun so yeah um just you know a little bit of everything to stay busy try to keep this thing afloat yeah
0: hell yeah uh that's (laughs) true (laughs) so as always find
4: a (laughs) Define a that has a bunch me, of let stuff. Let me jump in. Let me jump in. <laughs> let me jump in here.
0: He's like, Come I'm fuck, not letting him. him. He said, I'm not letting
3: him off the hook. <laughs> no, no, no,
4: no, no. We're not letting Fifle's newest employee get, get away with that shit. Stop. Nah, son. Nah, Stop. son. Nah, son. All right. So we went through a clip story. We went through FIFO. We went through uh, The Ringer. We went through. Uh, Taze takes which, which should be his, which should be his brand because I know he says I missed this episode, but I know he says some bullshit. He did, um, he did. No, it it was, was a very actually, positive
1: episode, very what? positive. Nigga, you wait one. till I, I don't show next. up
4: to do this. I got,
1: you
4: got one, to next I? Episode. don't worry. I got one. I got one next. Next, episode, no, I got you. N- no, why? Okay, you you, <laughs> no, you could have said, you know what? Um, make sure, uh, real quick. I gotta prom- I promote obviously I got an album out right now, Comeback Trail. Also, we got another joint coming out. Um, me and Apollo. I don't know if Apollo got to tap in on on, on this show or not. it, it uh, never came out. It never came in. Yeah, like like I said, my phone was dead for the last hour. So I just literally got uh got it back on. But um we got an album coming out. Uh we got two albums actually coming out in the next two weeks. So uh one is the comic book, uh comic book project. Um, Straight out of a comic book with the whole D.A.R. squad uh, that raps. Um, we got the H.S. album, which is being Apollo, coming soon. Um, Got a lot of other things in in the works. Uh, you'll probably hear this before you hit a nostalgia hour, I would assume. So, gotcha. Promo um, it. Yep. yeah, so. Make sure y'all go ahead and check out both this episode. If you check this episode out, make sure you check out Nostalgia Hour talking about black comedians, uh, you know, movie soundtracks, uh, just classic legendary stuff. You know, trying to we got to get Cam on the Nostalgia Hour, too. He old like us. So um, he would have had
0: a blast on the movie soundtrack uh, pod, the, the one we did I, last night. That was I bl- that uh, yeah, was some no, that stuff. Was... we got pretty heavy in there. Are we going to do are we going to do a review, a watch and review of black shampoo? Is that happening? We got to we got to make that happen.
4: We need more people on that. We need more people yeah. to, to do this. It, 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 it gotta be me. Uh <laughs> we, we gotta get Pegal on it. No, let's get Cam. Let's get Cam to watch Black Shampoo. His 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 base, his base will find that to be an interesting, uh, interesting movie, I'm sure. So um nah, it, yeah, like I said, uh dot com. uh axe's article for the team USA um basketball stuff is going should be up in the next 20, 30 minutes. Um, so yeah, like I said, my phone has been, uh, off and on throughout the day. So I didn't get a chance to, uh, you know, post everything that I need, like I needed to, but to revolution.com, I actually have an article that I'm working on, uh, should be up tomorrow as well. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much all the cheap gratuitous plugs. Uh, am I missing something? Am I missing something? Nope. Not missing anything. So
0: like you said, to Always new articles going up, good reading material going on there and uh, be looking out for, we'll figure out what day we're going to drop it. It'll be soon. We did a nostalgia hour on movie soundtracks and their importance and the the level of the grip that they had on eighties and nineties and some seventies culture that has basically disappeared. Um, We really went in depth. It's a, it's a long one. It's good stuff. You guys will have a great time. And of course me and true will be on the wrestling pod midday, Saturday As you can hear with all of this stuff, with all associated acts and DAR media, the world of DAR media never stops.